Chapter 2 You need to get a hold of yourself. Cut this girl loose. The words repeated in my mind as I stepped back inside the barnyard. It was now full of life, ironically. Groups eating and drinking, laughing and living. For at least an hour or two, they would all leave their worries behind. I'd seen only two people enter while I was outside with Mike, but more must have entered through the back door. I walked back to my bar stool, slamming my hand down. Another Bud Light. Please. I needed to calm down before I said or did something I would regret. My heart and mind raced each other in a dead sprint. Are you okay? Carly asked. She was a couple years older than me, but we knew each other well. She'd remained single and childless, which was somewhat uncommon for a beautiful woman of 23 living in a small town. Yeah, I'm okay. Well, I'll be okay after a few more beers. I've managed to smile. I wanted to shake off the previous shit show. Sounds like a good plan. She grinned and grabbed another Bud Light. Before responding, I caught my reflection in the mirror behind the bar. On the outside, all looked well enough, yet I was dissatisfied. I brushed my hair back into place and stared into my eyes for several seconds, attempting to penetrate the window of my soul. My eyes looked darker than usual, almost black. It was probably thanks to the alcohol dilating my pupils. I snapped out of my trance. Thanks, Carly. I wanted to salvage the night. I wanted nothing more than to drink a few beers and enjoy a civil conversation without someone criticizing my relationship. I'd experienced too much stress recently. I needed to let go. Sure thing, she said. It's nice to see you back in here. It's been a while. I'm sure I stopped by last weekend, I laughed. A guy with a Pioneer baseball cap weaseled in next to me. He flashed a five before ordering five Natty Lights. Well, I haven't worked much lately, but I did see you in here most of last year, she said. Well, I've been down in Reedville quite a bit. I was back in school this spring after taking the fall semester off. I'm still down at Central Illinois, though. I heard something about that. Is everything okay now? Yeah, I needed some time off. A guy needs a good break once in a while. I took a drink, trying not to think about last fall. I didn't want to think about a life that once was. Focus on the present, I repeated to myself. Breathe. Focus. We continued to talk about everything other than my fight with Mike. I downed two beers and took a couple shots, courtesy of the two women at the end of the bar. Equipped with more alcohol in my system, I couldn't resist shifting the conversation back to Mike. I was sure that Carly didn't want to deal with my problems, but I needed to talk to someone. I'm sure you saw what happened with Mike. I hoped I wasn't slurring my words yet. I wasn't hammered drunk, but I had a nice little buzz. She scrunched her nose. Yeah, that was ugly. What were you fighting about? Brittany. He told me to cut her loose. I leaned back in my bar stool. Why would he say that? She leaned over to the other bartender and asked if he would take charge for a minute. The dinner crowd had died down, but the bar was still busy. I rolled my eyes. That's stupid, really. Me and Brittany have had some ups and downs lately. Nothing horrible, though. Mike must think it's much worse than it really is. Maybe he's jealous. She raised her eyebrows. I'm sure Mike wants what's best for you. You guys have been friends for as long as I can remember. Carly brushed her curls away from her eyes. We all want what's best for you, Ty. I downed the last of my beer. Tonight should have been a good time. I just finished my finals. Mike was promoted at his dad's restaurant. Hell, what can a guy do? Well, Carly said, if it makes you feel any better, Alexa Paulson is coming back to town this summer. 
Alexa, I asked. Carly nodded, her lips upturned. I hadn't thought about Alexa in a while. She could complicate things. I turned down Carly's offer for another beer and emerged back outside. The downpour had slowed to a drizzle, falling in steady waves under the streetlights. It was chilly. The temperature must have dropped 20 degrees after the rain. My feet were a little unsteady. Maybe the additional drinks weren't the best idea. I hadn't eaten much, so I'd liquored up quickly. I looked around for Mike's truck, but he must have already left. I stumbled into the bar around the corner. Carter's. Sure enough, he wasn't among the five or six lone souls at the town's most notable dive bar. It was probably for the best. I wasn't sure what I might have said or done. I slipped back outside Carter's, thinking about what Mike had said, shaking my head in bewilderment. I had always valued his input when it came to my relationships and life in general. Mike had always been there whenever I needed to vent over a couple beers. He was usually reliable, and I knew he wouldn't bash my relationship unless he had a damn good reason. I needed to stop thinking about it. I also needed to find a way back to Reedville. Being too drunk to drive, I had limited options. Brittany was supposed to be at a house party with some friends. At least that's what she had said. Maybe she'd be able to pick me up. Hi, you have reached Brittany. Please leave a message. Damn, I wondered why she wasn't answering her phone. She'd probably turn it to vibrator silent. I trusted Britt, but I had a fleeting tinge of concern. The rain had now completely stopped. Streets were clear, except for a few vehicles in front of the two bars. I happened to run into Jason Kell, a former team teammate who was picking up a young woman leaving the barnyard. She lived in Reedville, so he offered to give me a lift back to my apartment. Anything for Mr. All-State, championship-winning quarterback. And with that, we were off. Reedville was a slightly smaller town located 20 miles southeast of Gentry. My apartment was nice for a small town, on the second floor of a downtown law office. A spacious living room adjoined the kitchen. The kitchen had stainless steel appliances and granite countertops. After making it safely back, I microwaved leftover spaghetti and down a large glass of water. The combination of being drunk and exhausted should have knocked me out, but I tossed and turned for an hour or two before finally dozing off. I wasn't consciously thinking about what happened at the barnyard, but I sensed its presence, clawing at my insides. The next morning I woke early thanks to the birds singing outside my window. The yellow sun peaked above the horizon, projecting its radiance against the pale blue wall opposite my headboard. I planned to drive to my parents' house for Sunday lunch, but I didn't have a vehicle and my head throbbed. I was reminded of the two women hanging onto their past. I wasn't much different. I wanted to believe that I was still the hometown hero, that I'd come in off the bench for Central Illinois to win the Chicago Bowl. My phone rang and my hand instinctively reached for my nightstand, but my phone wasn't there. I rolled out of bed, shot my hand into my front right pocket, and answered just before the voicemail picked up. Hey baby, Brittany said. I want to see you. How was the party? I tried to call you last night. Uh, it didn't go. I passed out before nine while watching Beauty and the Beast. Don't laugh. That's cool. I laid my head down to ease the pounding. I love how you can relate to that movie, being such a beast and all. Ugh. Don't make me come over there and hurt you, because you know I can, and I will. I knew she was joking, but for some reason her voice gave me the chills. Like her words were tapping into a forever damaged realm of my being.